Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So So. In case you ain't know, So, and welcome back to another episode of Sports with So So. Coming to you live from CIC Miami, y'all. We start the show with the AFC East leading Miami Dolphins. The Hurricanes get an ugly win at home, and Chelsea just keeps it coming with the wins. It's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go. Yo, what's going on, my G? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Feeling good. I can feel, I could be feeling great if I went three and zero in my opening week in fantasy, but I, I went two and one. That. So you know what? I'm feeling good. I don't really want to talk. I'm about feeling that. good. All right, we won't talk about fantasy. We don't got to talk about that. Nah, the golf swing. It's okay. We can talk about the golf swing. It's looking good. It's looking, looking good. good. I haven't. Swing. I haven't played. Um, you you played this weekend? Recently played this weekend. Got a lesson the other day. Fire. Shout out to Coach Sib. My dog. The swing's coming along. Trust the process, baby. Trust the process, man. That guy's a genius. No, no, no free ads, but if you need a lesson, go holla at the man, Coach Sid on Instagram. Up, straight up. Um, It'll get you right. But, yeah, man, feeling good. I played on Sunday with the boys, hitting the ball good. All right. Yeah, man. You know, I'm actually planning to um, to go to the range this week just to practice. I didn't want to play this weekend. That's fine. You know, I'm okay with not playing, uh, but I do feel like I do need to practice, you know. so that's oh, go, hit, go hit a bucket or two, bro. You, you're not going to regret it. At least Work on the short game, do what you got to do. That's me. But, yeah, bro, it was it – was, I mean, Sunday was – was heaven. Wake up at that 8 a.m. tea time. Oof. Get a good rounding. Play pretty good. Knowing that you don't have Happy. to rush home. <laughs> Got home. Chilling. Turn on the red zone right on time. One o'clock. My dog Scott Hansen and me. We go way back. You know. Did you know that there's two different red zone guys? Yeah, it was Andrew. Um, is was the other guy? He, One Andrew of the other guys, like on Directv or something like that. Yeah, but the real OG is Scott Hansen. He's the OG. Yeah, 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 he's the one that 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 curated my Sunday afternoon for me. So just chilled, watched football all day, all day, and uh, and we got a Dolphins dub, baby, bro. That's why we I got the that. colors on right now. I mean, yeah, I I'm see rock, you. I'm rocking, I'm rocking Chelsea I today. See you, you're representing somebody else. We, we, the only reason why, and before we get into the Dolphins, I'm rocking the Chelsea because Sheesh. today was the day we were recording this on Tuesday. But today is the day that we started the defense. Of the Champions League trophy, you know what I'm saying. So okay. I, I wanted to give all good, that all good. Prop, we, you know what I'm saying. We support we're and represent. We're repping out here. All so, all of our teams. So Facts. I got the Dolphins on lock for our dub. Yes, sir. You got the Blues on right now. And it's I gonna think be a good episode, man. I wore my Dolphin shirt during no, during no 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 during NFL Sunday. Oh okay. So I was like. I got to take note of this and make sure I don't wear it during the week to save it for Sunday. For Sunday. You know what I mean? I thought you were saying that you, you had it on for yesterday's episode, which we never got to record. <laughs> yeah, nah. Bro, what a crazy day that was. Bro. Yeah, dude. So, I mean, I, I had a flat tire. I just I got a flat on the way here. But it was like Before the most you even got off the highway, flat tire dog. that has ever occurred. Like, Yeah, dog. Oh, yeah, for real, for real. That guy, shout out to Gia, is his name? Gia, bro. Shout, shout out, out to, to Gia, Gia bro. You're my boy if you're watching this. Man, saved your ass. Bro, dog. just how random it would be that. So basically, I, I get a flat tire and I pull over on the way to record the episode the, uh, yesterday. And uh, I'm trying to, you know, get the car up on my jack and take the tire off and all that. But then I end up encountering an issue where it's up on the jack, the tire's too flat, and I don't have the jack proper. You know, it's not in the right position. So I'm stuck now. I need another jack. Like an actual mechanic grade jack to help me get this up to fix my problem, get my spare on. They had everything ready to go. All of a sudden, my guardian angel just drops from the heavens in a Silverado fifteen hundred in a tank top. He's like, "Hey," I'm like, "Hey, (laughs) what's up, dude?" He's like, "I'm here to help you." And I'm like, "What do you mean? Are you my angel? Like, what's going on right now? Who sent you?" Yeah, (laughs) and he was like, "No, did you call for roadside?" I'm like, "I didn't call for roadside." And there happened to be another guy there that was standing there the whole time that I was going through my issue. That wow. was just oddly standing in the corner, and I was like, maybe that guy needs your help. So sure enough, it was that guy, and he was like, people, I'll be, I'll be right back. back. I'll be right back. Give me five minutes with this guy, and I got you, bro. And sure enough, Gia came through, Fire. ended up hooking it up. But I was just so dirty and sweaty at that point that there was no way I was going to be able to make it to record. So. No, of course not. That's an automatic go home, dog. That's yeah. like whenever something really bad happens to you, you have to change a tire or whatever, you know what I'm saying? That, that shit messes up your day. Immediately, it doesn't matter what what you are going to do. Yeah, you're going home. You're done. You're going home. You're done. 
right? Like immediately. You know, you didn't even have to tell me like, yo, so so. I don't think I record. I was like, yo, go. Yeah, home, yeah, cause cause that's it. Uh, we're doing this uh, tomorrow. We'll do this don't even tomorrow. worry about it. But so so lucky how that happened. Yeah, but we man. got a whole other day to just sit and savor on and you know yep. on on the Dolphins win. Yep, and we got to watch more football. Patriots. You know? Oh yeah, we got to watch Monday night we game got too. To watch last more night. football. So uh, so but. No you know, that. Yeah, for sure. And we love football and we love Dolphins football, right? And it's amazing that we got that dub in the manner that we got it, right? Because you and I were texting throughout the game. And in that fourth quarter drive where, you, you know, New England was driving on us, I texted you like, yo, we need a turnover bad. Like, we need a turnover. We need to force the issue. We need to do something to, to change the momentum that the game had. And Xavier freaking Howard came through, bro. And he, he, he really caused that fumble. Now, Dolphins ended up winning the game 17 16, a one point win, which is still awesome. Cause if you bet the Dolphins, you were taking three points. So you came away like a bandit. Yeah. And Sosa told you. To I told, we told you guys, hammer the fins we this past weekend. And okay, if you so listen, you made some money. If, if you, you didn't, didn't that's, that's on, on you. you. Straight. You feel me? <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> you heard me. You heard me. But yeah, like that's, that's the type of game that in years past we, we would have lost. And the Dolphins found a way to win that game. And more importantly, Tua found a way to win that game. Yeah, absolutely. Because what what, what um, I was going to ask you, what did you like most about our win? Two things that I really walked away with, right? Number one, our defense is really stout. You know, it's really stout. There's, there's no questions there. There's no questions there. Like we know that this is the strength of the team. It just so happens to be the strongest element that we can enforce in a game, right? And I'm talking about like rotation wise, um, playmaker wise, uh, hard hitters, like all type of boxes that you want to check. This defense has it, right? So, yeah, it makes sense. And I was really impressed with the level of play that they had. And that that game itself, bro, they caused four fumbles. Think about that. We recovered two of them. Right. And more importantly, the one that we needed to recover. Yep. But that, closed, that won the game. The, that that just lets me know that this defense is about it. Whatever it is, they're about it. So that really made me happy, right? Because Mac Jones played well. He he really did play well. He threw the ball effectively. You know, almost like almost won the game. Played really well. Got to give that guy his props. But the defense, dog, they're just so sound. St- sound, dog. And stout is the real word that we should use because they don't give up a lot, you know. Yeah, you may get them here and there, but you're you're really not walking away with a lot. Offensively, the only thing that I walked away with happy from, realistically, was that our wide receivers really played well, you know. Nobody really shown out, like had a shining game. But Devontae Parker had 81 yards on four catches. Yeah. That's gangster. That's, that means that he's catching the ball, and it's more than a first down. Waddle, same thing. He got the touchdown that eventually put us ahead. Four catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown for Waddle. Very effective for a, a rookie debut. Huge. Right? And those are things that we had questions about, right? Jakeem Grant, how is he going to play? Um, the the depth behind those guys, who else is going to get a chance to go out there and run and get some catches? And... What I saw was that unit is evolving, and it helps that the quarterback is accurate and really good because Tua was putting the ball, again, in positions where only the guys can make those plays, you know? And say what you want, maybe – and and look, both of you, both you and I both wanted him to have over 300 yards. We thought he was going to do it. It didn't work out that way. Yeah, he only put up uh, 200 yards on but, the uh, But at the same the time – 202 and a touchdown with one interception, too. Right. But at the same time, New England was dropping a lot of the defenders. So they were playing a lot of coverage. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get a chance to to bomb it down the field. But anytime he did get a chance to throw it downfield 20 yards, he took it. Whenever Waddle got open, he had that nice 26-yard 20 catch. He took that opportunity because he's like, you know what? My guy is better than their defensive player. And he threw it, and he completed it. Threw one again. I threw it, I think, twice to Parker where he hit him for like 20-plus yards. Those are things that I'm like, yeah, 18 yards, that's clean. That's a good throw. That's not him being timid and saying, I, I could only get six. I could only get an eight. 
No, that's him taking the risk and knowing that he can believe in his guys and his guys coming through, which is the more important part because I, I, I trust Tua more than I trust the wide receivers, right? Because he's the better product, in my opinion. But the wide receivers were up to par, and they and it really came to play. Now, yeah, I like it. I like it. Defense and, and the receivers. <clears throat> I can definitely agree with that, you know, aside from um, – you know, maybe saying like the O line or picking out anybody or the special team in particular, or whatever. Like, I, I totally agree with that take. Right, the defense and our receivers—you got to be confident about walking away. But then on the opposite end of that spectrum, give me two things that need some improvement going into Bills Week Two. And it's funny because I was listening to a lot of Bills radio Monday and Tuesday, um, and I'll get into it in a little bit, but. Because the Bills lost their their, their game, game, their home opener Pittsburgh. against Pittsburgh. And they were up in the second they were half. At home, in, into right? the fourth. Yeah, at home. Yeah, yeah. Home opener. In Buffalo. In Buffalo. And they just, they lost it. They, I, I, they, they had it there for the beginning half of Pittsburgh, the game. Pittsburgh came back in it. They had the defensive stop and touchdown. And after that, it was just, it, they were just done. You know, Josh Allen just couldn't. That Pittsburgh defense, though, is scary. That's why I have some notes later on on what was going on. Okay. Or being said in Buffalo, right? Right, right? And how we can compare it to what's being said down here. Um... One thing that I didn't like was the offensive line and running back play. Mm, a little lackluster. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the defensive line or or whatnot of New England, right? You kind of have to give them credit. But for me, it kind of felt like they had their opportunities. Yeah, just you know? to put, put some of that in perspective, Miles Gaskin, nine carries, 49 yards. Um, Ma- Malcolm Brown had five carries, sixteen yards, and then Gaskin had five catches for twenty-seven yards. So, so between our number one backs and our number yards. two back, we had how many carries? Fourteen. Uh, yeah, fourteen carries. That's not and, enough. Uh, Sixty-five yards on the ground. That's not enough. No, absolutely not. But I, I, I will attribute that to, you know, the same reason Najee Harris didn't have a great game for me week one in fantasy. I get it. Because he was going up against that, that Pitt, uh, I'm sorry, that Buffalo Bills defense, which is still, even though they lost, they're still a good defense. Correct. Pittsburgh, I mean, and they're, they're going to be a New England's still a good defense. And we were heavily focusing on the pass, though. I mean, that's where our game plan was in our script. You know, we came out guns blazing with two since the first drive. And, and I get it. Maybe, and maybe that was the plan all along, right, to force it down their throat where it's like, we're, we know that you're going to take the runaway, but we're going to exploit you guys on how we throw. We're not going to force you to throw how we want to throw. There was two of the catches that I remember um, Parker having were quick slants, where he just Which hike, perfect took for off. His body type. Beautiful. I don't know why we've never done that before, <laughs> but it was beautiful to see because you saw him make the catch maybe six yards, five yards Right, and Tool has that quick snap and accuracy where he can go snap, boom, quick left, wah, and that ball's there quick as hell. Right, dead center in the chest, boom, my man catches it, and he just runs for another eight, nine, ten yards. Right, and he did that twice in the game, and I was like, that's a play that I want to see more often because it's obvious that once he gets going downfield, that cornerback is struggling to keep up with him on the inside, and he's pretty quick to get those five, six yards and yeah. create that space, like you said, because he's big and it moves the chains. That's a, that's the biggest thing. Keeps the game, the play alive, keeps the drive alive, and keeps it going. So, so, so Gaskin and the offensive line, little lackluster. That's that's going to need some big improvement going into Buffalo, where you know week two. Well, what what's the other thing though that stood out to you? Uh, There's one thing that that stood out to me, and I think a lot of a lot of listeners would agree. Ah, the Jacoby Brissett thing, no, no, not necessarily that, but around the quarterback situation. What's that? Tua's performance, you know, was a little lackluster. You know, he granted he got the win and and he made great plays, but you know, overall, you know, 16 for 27, 202 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. And you look at a rookie, Mac Jones, you know, who under his scheme, you know, first first year, first game in the pros. He, he also threw the ball 12 more times. Ten, he threw it 10 more times. He was more accurate, though. 29 for 39, 281 yards, a touchdown, and no picks. Tua had 27 attempts. That's 12 more times. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's what I'm saying. Uh, but I'm saying Mac, jo- more Mac Jones was more accurate when it comes to when it comes to that, and he yeah. was more efficient. But So that's my thing. You know, there's a lot of talk. You know, there's a lot of people. I, I, I kept hearing this after the game in a few different group chats and stuff. It's like, man, I want to be on board with Tua because I like this Dolphins team a lot. But right. I don't know if he's the guy, and they're still not. Con- you know, we're we're sitting right now first in the division, and they're still not convinced. So, but for me, and and I'm gonna stick to this regardless who is at quarterback, right? If our running game is shit, we're not gonna win, dog. 
we're not going to win games like people think that we can win games. You understand what I'm saying? Well, we're putting up 35 points on a team. Because in order to do that, you have to be have that running threat. Look at a team like Arizona, right? Kyler Murray's a running threat. Their their running back James Conner is a threat, bro. But Kyler Murray's a cheat code. I get it, but his he is a threat to run, and he does run, and that makes him more dangerous. You get what I mean? That's how you score points. Tua had a touchdown where he ran it in. You get what I'm saying? So like, I don't know what people expect because. Maybe they think Devontae Parker should be better or that Jaden Waddle is going to be able to put up 1,200 yards and smoke guys all the time. I don't think we have those type of wide receivers, dog. And we haven't had them. We've talked about this. Parker is not that guy. Like, if you're expecting Parker to do shit like DeAndre Hopkins does or Stephon Digg does, you know, he's uh, – come on, man. So I would even say that a guy like – uh, Jared Judy, the guy who just got hurt for the Broncos, he's better than Parker right now. Right now. He's like a second, third-year player. I don't know about all that, but... I, I know that to be a fact because <laughs> explosively, he's quicker, he's faster, he probably jumps higher than Parker. Parker has all those tools, but he's never been able to put them together. Never. Yeah, but you said it last episode, though, too. He hasn't had the team to go with it, you know what I mean? He hasn't had the quarterback to go with it. So how do we know what's what? <laughs> we got to wait and see, my man. We got to yeah. wait and see how this unfolds. But you get what I'm saying? Like, this is this is why I mean that. Because with Tua, right, and I want people to really, like, focus on this. With, with Tua, what you want out of your QB is accuracy and playmaking ability. Can he make a play? Tua has shown that he can do that. Now, is he lacking that home run play? Maybe. Right? You can point to the evidence in the little time that he's been here and say, yeah. But then you can also point to that other side of it and say, well, the wide receivers that we have don't really necessarily breed that type of confidence to do that. Right? We were talking about Jakeem Grant and how he's a baby Tyreek Hill. That guy ain't no Tyreek Hill. (laughs) It's a disrespect to Tyreek Hill to mention. (laughs) In the same category. In the same category as Jakeem Grant, dog. You know what I mean? Because we know they're not the same. They're probably just as fast, maybe, and that's one little aspect. But we know they're not the same. So I don't know if we don't have the playmakers on the outside. What I do know is that we have a quarterback who is accurate, right, who can throw the ball and put it in places where the offensive player can make the position or, or, or the play. And one thing that I didn't like about what he did is that if you do rattle him too hard, right, he's prone to make a mistake sometimes. We saw it with the interception. He should have just thrown that shit away. But what's he doing? He's getting grabbed and pulled down, and he's still trying to throw it. That's dumb. Take that, take that L because you're not losing the war. You just lost this little battle. Right. It's okay to take a sack. What's not okay is you turning over the ball and letting them get it and then potentially score on us. I'm saying, which is what happened. Those are things that he has to avoid. It's all good and well, right? And we saw with Matthew Stafford to have a guy who can throw 350 yards in a game, 400 yards in a game, not mean shit if he doesn't win. And Stafford lost a bunch of games. and He's still the same quarterback. Now look at him on L.A. They look much better because the rest of the team is that much better. He balled in his debut there. And he, and he doesn't have to throw 400 yards. He's okay throwing 280 because out of those 280 yards, guess what, or, or 300 yards, he's going to get four touchdowns out of them. That's what we kind of need to see with Tua. We don't need to see, like, the explosive numbers as far as this and that. Truth be told, the team that we are playing is good defensively. The next team that we're playing on Sunday is really good defensively. So if you're expecting Tua to go out there and ball and put up 350 yards, 300 yards on these two defenses, good luck to you, dog. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, dog. Like you're you're, you're expecting something that you, you really can't get out of. It would be a freaking miracle if we put up. If Tua got 300 yards plus on the Bills, dog, that means that as a team we probably put up 400 yards offensively. For sure. How many times do we do that? Not yet. And do you expect us to do that against the Bills? <clears throat> well, I mean, now you're putting me here in a tough position here. You know? Be realistic, the guy wearing all the Dolphins. I feel gear. you, dog. But nah, be but realistic. I, I agree. I totally agree. I mean, the, the Patriot. If the Patriots' defense was tough, a Buffalo Bills 
defense who is going into this game 0-1 against a division rival, I mean, there's a chip on that shoulder, on all those shoulders. Yeah. So those guys are going to bring it. Big time. You know, that defense is going to, you know, they have a point to prove after what Pittsburgh just did to them. And it's not going to be an easy game whatsoever. It's pretty much a playoff game. Week two. Straight up. Week two. Especially for Buffalo. Especially for for Buffalo. us, for us, it's a division game. You know, it's, yeah, this but, is the first of two. So, but think and about if it, this is for us. It's at home. But, but think about it this way too, for Buffalo, right? And you could probably speak a little bit more on this. You don't want to start zero and two, dog, because that keeps you out of almost out of the playoffs, dog. Uh, you know I what mean, I'm saying? Like starting zero and two is bad. We dog. know a couple teams that have started zero and two that won the Super Bowl. I, I understand that. I understand that, but it can still happen. But yes, nobody wants to start zero and two. A certain quarterback, especially especially not zero and two. In the division, you know what I mean? Exactly. So it, it's it's going to be, you know, if, if they go 0-2 and, and one of them that is a division loss against us, that that's that hurts right there for them. So they, yeah, they, they have a lot, you know, more to play for. Hell but, yeah. you know, we got to be confident, man. We, we had week one. We got the week one jitters out of the way. We got the dub. It doesn't matter how it happened. You know, to quote the great Dominic Toretto, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning is winning. winning. That's it. That's what. That's all that matters. At the end of the day, is, did you get the dub? Because that's going to go down as as either on the left column or in the right column. You know Correct. what I'm saying? Correct. One or or one side, one on this side, one on this side. Which one did it go on? And that's all that matters. It doesn't it. matter what the score was. So we got one down on the. You know, we got Buffalo at home this Sunday coming up. It's not going to be an easy one, man. No. But this is going to be. You know, we need this. We need it. And 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 look to kind of speak on Buffalo's side a little bit. They need this game too. All I heard when I was listening to that Buffalo's radio is like them giving Sean McDermott shit because he doesn't run the ball enough and he tries to throw the ball too much. And they want to see them run and control teams and dominate teams and, and punish them on defense and shit like that. So they're they're really focused on trying to either gun us down and say we're going to have Josh Allen back up and throw it 50 times, right? Or we're going to feed the, the rock to our running backs or we're going to pound you all day and you're going to have to take that that way. It, I don't know, man. Like Buffalo is is really focused on winning this game. That's why I know they're gonna come full blitzes. They're gonna come with everything they got at Tua. So oh, it's gonna be really hard for Tua to have a great game. You know, if he just wins the fucking game, it's enough. You know, it's enough. Yeah, but that, you know what, man? And that's and that's people still have a problem with that because then it's not enough for them. And it's like, yeah, he won the game. Fine, he's two and zero in the division, but he only has. 350 yards passing through two games and, you know, two touchdowns and two interceptions or whatever. You know, I'm just kind of for, you know, playing hypotheticals here. But, you know, it, it, it really takes people have to, like, see that that playmate, that, like, you know, that sports center, you know, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes-esque, like, look. And it's like, dude, like, you know, you guys were raw, raw about Justin Herbert and he just won. He just lost his home opener and he didn't look that great. He looked like he regressed where Tua – you know, great. He didn't look great, but he looked on par to what we saw from Tua last year. He didn't get any worse. Something that's going to hit close, close to home for you, right? We saw Lamar Jackson last night. Ball. Eh. Right? He played. He made plays. I would say, I would say he played okay. Right? Could have played better. He could have got me 50 points, you know. But guess but what? He didn't. You know? he, f- he fumbled and he lost the game. Yeah. And it's on him. And he lost the game. And this is an MVP-type quarterback that we're talking about yep. some, in some circles, right? If Tua is going out there winning, and he can cut down on those stupid turnovers, right, where he knows he's not going to be able to make shit happen, and just continue to progress and get better every week, that's all that I want, dog, because that is going to equal winning. Believe it or not, it's going to equal winning, dog. The the less you give your opponent the ball, (laughs) the better your chances are of winning. and That's a fucking fact, and he does that, dog. Now, what I want to see is what I talked about with the right receivers, them continuing to step their game up. Right and be like, damn! I could have had a hundred yards this game. Fuck! I missed this one catch, and I, I mean, it's hard to do when you're not getting the the touches, bro. Less than you know, single digit ball, touches. But we threw the ball. Yeah, yeah I know. But I mean, Miles Gaskin had nine carries for forty nine yards. I mean, you give him another nine carries, he can go for a hundred. He could probably go for a hundred. You know what I mean? So it's not so much on him as so much as what the scheme the of, the, of the of the you know the the team is doing. But hey, man, if it's gonna be passing, we got talent. Like you said, that was one of the biggest you know takeaways from this. Jaden Waddle looked good. Uh, shout out to all the rookies, by the way, too, man. Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, and Jamar Chase all had touchdowns in their NFL debuts. Pretty, yes, pretty cool, I thought. Um, First but, time in the modern era that happens, bro. Yep. Um, but um, anyways, we're getting back Will Fuller this week. So that's just Let's another go. weapon for us. 
hopefully, you know, like we said, we do, you know, some short plays that there's a broken tackle, whatever, and we get a big touchdown, you know. Let's let's see. We got a bunch of playmakers now. Can so. I give you a little bit of analytics? Do it. Okay. If you notice, when, the, when Pittsburgh scored the 20 straight points on Buffalo, right, a lot of those plays were throwing plays. Right where Ben was finding people, not necessarily forty yards down the field. Or it was ten, twelve, sixteen. Here's an eighteen. Here's another fifteen. And then those are the type of throws that Tua thrives in, right? Because they're not necessarily short and they're not necessarily long. They're in that middle pocket where he can feel comfortable. Bam, bam, and drill him. Because we saw him looking for uh, Gasecki. He obviously found Water across the middle. So he found Parker across the middle too in those soft zones where he's throwing it maybe ten, fifteen yards. I think that's where how we're going to attack Buffalo because they're going to be, I don't know, maybe they're not as strong on the defensive back as as opposed to their D-line. Their D-line is probably going to shut down our running game and a Miles Gaskin. So, But I'm with you, man. I feel like Ma- Gas- Gaskin especially, he has to get more touches. You can't give this guy nine touches in a game. He needs to be at, yeah, at least double digits. I mean, I'm surprised he even put up 49 yards, you know. Yeah. Like, you can't even get in a rhythm like that. Yeah, so. it's really tough, man. How are you going to um, put up yards if you're not getting the carries? But facts. But wins a win, bro. A win's a win, and we're leading the AFC East, and that's what matters. Um, and more importantly, I feel confident playing at home at least early on in the season, right, against a team that just lost. At home. So now they got to go on the road, come here, and really play with that pressure to win, where the Dolphins don't have to play with that pressure to win. We want to win this game. We're going to win this game. But we're, we're, we don't need this game like that. You know what I mean? So I, I feel like maybe with that extra pressure on Buffalo, that gives us an incentive to kind of sneak this game out from under them, dog. And start 2-0, and old, dog. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say my prediction, and I, I say the Dolphins win this game against Buffalo 21-20. That's pretty high scoring, dog. Yeah, but not so much. That's a couple of field goals in there for a couple of teams, you know. Twenty-one to twenty. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I feel like it'll be a game like this too, bro. Where it's like, I don't know, fifteen, thirteen, ten. Yeah, fifteen, ten, eighteen, ten, some shit like that. I'll probably go. I'm gonna call mine twenty-one, twenty Dolphins. No, I'm gonna say seventeen, fourteen Dolphins. Okay. 17-14 Dolphins. Because both teams are, they're not that bad, bro, offensively. They're going to find ways to score, dog. They're going to find ways to score. Like, you can't stop Josh Allen from scoring, dog. Like, he has plenty of weapons. Like, Diggs is going to get by you at least two times in a game. You know what I mean? Like, same thing with Waddle. I feel like Waddle is, has that explosiveness, bro, that we were lacking. And, and whenever he caught the bottle, I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's going nice. do something. It's nice to see him. Yeah, you him. know, as, as opposed to Parker, where I'm like, all right, run six, seven, eight, yeah, all right, cool, you know. With Waddle, I'm like, oh, he could take this. He could take this to the house. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Next time, next <laughs> yeah. time, next time, you know. But that's how I feel, bro. I really feel like Dolphins can win this game, man, and they probably will win this game. It's crazy for me to say that because I bet, I bet Vic that the Dolphins would start. He was like, yo, Dolphins are going to start 0-2. You guys play the Patriots and then you play wow. the Bills. I'm like, put your money where your mouth is, dog. We can, so we can make it a bet. I'm already in, dog. So shout out to my dog, Vic. Hey, good shout luck, out Vic. to the Bills for taking that L against Pittsburgh. Shout out to Pittsburgh. You know what time it is. Um, Before we get away from the NFL topic, bro, anything else you, you enjoyed from week one in the NFL? I mean, bro, football you, is back, bro. Yeah. Full I, effect. I do have to say one thing. Uh, Chris Claypool. He made a crazy catch, dog, for Pittsburgh. He made a crazy catch, like nasty, like yeah, yeah, that. yeah, I saw that. And he I was like, over. you know, that's a talent that not a lot of people have, man. And when I saw that, I was like, yo, this is what a real wide receiver does. There was a few catches like that, bro. Christian Kirk had one had that a was crazy that catch. was dope. Um, and then there was one from Terry McLaurin, bro. That bro, how wasn't the hell a touchdown, did he catch that? But it was like a lo- like a long pass, and it was ridiculous. The, the adjustment, like the way that he adjusted on it, it was ridiculous. Into his bread basket, literally, boop. It was ridiculous. It was bro. a great catch. Yeah. And look, and you know what? There were some even some really good throws. Um, uh, I was really impressed with uh, Kyler Murray's throw. He threw one like off his back foot. Yeah, that was that was crazy. <laughs> that was a crazy catch. That was almost like a practice Ky- catch. Kyler Murray because it was like code, bro. literally like. A little rainbow, and I was like, "Yeah, this kid's good, man. This kid's good." But he, even still, he lost games. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but he's been getting he's he's gotten better every year. Like the first year he came out, like he was like, "Oh shit, there's raw talent there." And like little by little, they've been chipping away at it, and they've been molding it. And I really hope that's the path that we're on with Tua. You know, I think so. There's not, I think a, so. not a lot of there's not a lot of uh, people that share the same 
same opinion as us. But that's okay. That's why we do this, right? Hey, listen. If you if you, if you feel like that about Tool, that's cool. But you know what? Keep that end, same energy. Keep, keep that same energy when my dog wins games. That's it. Right? When he's the one that's winning the games. Because guess what? Waddle didn't run that ball in. He caught a pass from Tool, who put it on the freaking money. And had everybody made their catches that game, Tool probably would have had 250 yards, if not close to 300 yards. Yep. Let's be real. So... That's what that is. Now, we can take it to somewhere where it got real ugly. You guys want to talk about ugly? Shit was ugly on Saturday night. What happened, bro? I mean, you said it was going to be a tough one. I didn't think it was going to be like that. I told you. I didn't think it was going to be like that. And and I said what it was happened? Gonna, I said it was going to be tough, bro, because I knew I knew that the the App State feel felt like and almost any team right now feels like they can hang with the U and not beat and beat the U. Like, there's no reason why a team shouldn't feel like After that. After what Alabama did to them? No, just the fact that you're you're hanging in the game with them, right? And they're not blowing you out. That that gives you confidence to say, oh, we can beat these guys. We can get them. And that's exactly what happened, bro, because App State came, came with that energy, dog. They were hitting. They were running. They were talking. You know what I mean? So it's not like they were afraid of us. Were timid about playing us, had reservations about us, and coming into into the U and whatnot. They came out here to play, and they showed. And the Hurricanes didn't match that energy, dog. And if it wasn't for Derrick King being the talent that he is, we would have lost that game. We should have lost that game. I want so that was something I wanted to ask you about, bro. Because we you know we've been talking about the Eric King and everything that he can be and everything that he should be. And you know here, you know. I expect more, honestly, from him. You know, you're saying that he he did what he did and, and got them the dub, and yeah, I, I can agree with that. But at the same time, I feel like if they he does more, they're not even in that position to to barely win in that fashion. At 200 yards, he was 20 for 33, 200 yards, no touchdowns, passing, uh, and and none and none rushing. Like he he didn't really contribute all that much to the scoring of the but game. But you know what? The wide receivers, as opposed to the Dolphins' wide receivers, they let him down, dog. They let him down, dog, because they make a a, a bad drops, right? They don't get open. You can tell that the talent is just it's not as as what we're accustomed to for being UM fans. You know what I mean? Like these it's guys It's not there. It's not there. And it, and that sucks, man, when you have a good QB and you don't have what we always have had. Speedy guys, playmate shifty guys, guys that can make big plays off of nothing. And we don't have that. We don't though. got that right now. No, we don't have that. And that the shit is evident. Receiver, who's uh, who's K Smith? I don't even know. I don't Kenny, know. Kevin, I don't, I don't even know. K Smith, four catches, seventy yards. That who's, was the leading what receiver. What did uh, uh did Mike Harley played that game? Yeah, five catches for twenty seven. So he had more catches, but he only had twenty seven yards. That's the type of production. That's awful. And and I heard Rhett Lashley in his press conference on Monday. He was like. Oh, you know, App State dropped into coverage a lot, and they were putting, like, seven men in coverage, seven deep, and stuff like that. And I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, even if they are dropping in coverage, you're telling me we can't do, like, a hook where we get 10 yards, we can't get 12 yards on a catch? Is that is that the play calling? Is that you not recognizing where we should be attacking them, how we attack them? Because it felt like the offensive game plan was just mis- like just jumbled. You know, like we couldn't commit to the run. We wouldn't commit to passing. And even when we did, it was like weird play calling. So I I really have a hard time believing in what Lashley was saying because of what I saw on the field. You know, like what I saw on the field didn't match what he was saying in the press conference. And it sucks because you should be able to call out the kids and say, listen, these guys got to play better. Point blank. We're, we're, we're not practicing hard enough. If we are practicing hard enough, we're not translating it to the field where we're being disciplined enough. That was another thing. We, can, we, st- we still can't tackle. How? After that first first game against Dallas, you, you would think that that's the first thing that they would work on. Bro. But it, 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 was, it was the same, same exact thing as week one, game one. And and there's no excuse for that. Just trying to, you know, get the big, like, play. You're, you're, you're bumping. You're just... Yeah, guys are just shrugging that off and just keeping the play alive, bro. What is that? That's not Hurricanes football, dog. And that's what we're seeing, that it's not Hurricanes football. So they end up winning the game, again, a close game, right? They drop down in ranking from 22 to 24, which, in my opinion, they shouldn't have even been ranked because it's evident, it's evident that this team is not belonging to the top 25. 
They, they would not play. I don't think they could play another top 25 team right now and beat them. I don't think that. Not right now. Not, not in these two weeks that I've seen. And now we're facing an MSU, uh, Michigan State University, who's 2-0 and with a head full of steam heading down here with one of the nation's great, great running backs, a dude by the name of... School me right now because I got nothing to do with Michigan, <laughs> homie. You need to school me. You need to school them. I have no idea who you're about to name drop right now. Leading rusher in the country? Yeah. What is this His guy going to be Kenneth? on my fantasy I team next it. year? Yeah, he probably will be. He'll, he'll be a first-round pick for sure. Uh, if not, early second round. His name is Kenneth Walker the third. Hold on. Let me write that down. <laughs> if you have, a, if you have a, 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 a dynasty that? league, a dynasty league, look out for Can this I guy. pick him up now even though he's not in the league? <laughs> listen, listen. In, 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 in two games this year, okay, 30 rushes for 327 yards, five touchdowns, averaging 10.7 on the ground. <laughs> Wow. You think, the, you think the Hurricanes can fucking stop this guy? Hell no. Nah. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. If we, if we win this game, it's not going to be because we shut him down. It's going to be because... He gets he, hurt or something. No, because somebody that was the only the, thing that they had. Somebody drives a dune they, buggy on the field and hits him. No, that we put... over an antenna. <laughs> <laughs> no, happy, but imagine... Gilmore still manages to win the championship. What I mean by that is, like, if you put yourself in a situation where it's a third and five, my man can get those probably, get those five yards. Yeah. Third and three, I guarantee you he's getting those three yards. Third and eight, maybe not. Third and seven, maybe not. You know what I mean? So, like... I don't know, bro. That's what we're facing. If and they keep on top of that, or not tackling the way that they haven't been tackling. On top of that, they have this dude named Jaden Reed, who's a wide receiver, fast, one of the fastest guys in the nation. And all he right now, he probably has like two hundred yards on the season. First play of the game, he caught a bomb. What's uh, do you have the stat the like the spread on it right now on that game? Nah, I'll look it up. Go ahead, continue, continue. So Michigan State stacked with talent. Stacked with talent. Real talent. Real Division One talent, NFL caliber, possibly talent, and we're going up against them with us being our, our weakest. And I'm listening to Manny Diaz, and he's like, "Well, you know, we had a lot of red zone opportunities lost, and we weren't effective." And I'm like, "That's that's on the play calling, dog. That's on the play calling because you need to be able to adjust. You need to be able to f- make." Decisions on the fly and say, okay, this isn't working. They're attacking us this way. All right, you know what? Let's switch it up and let's go this. Oh, they're facing us, man. All right, well, let's stack them up on the left and we'll go three right and heavy on the, we'll go one-on-one on the outside. Whatever it takes. But you find a way to figure it out. You get what I'm saying? Right. And right now, there's no answers from the UM coaching staff. There's no answers from the coordinators. Nobody can really attest to what's going on. And that just lets me know that the U is just, a name right now. We're just a name right now. Well, <laughs> more than just a name, they're six-point favorites going into this game. How? I'm, How? I'm looking at it right now, courtesy of uh, Sports Illustrated. Uh, this was as of yesterday, two days ago, by the time you're hearing this. So that could change. That line could change. But, uh, yeah. The, I'm, I'm sure. <clears throat> I'm sure it says change. here Michigan State Spartans will attempt to defy odds makers when they hit the field against the Miami Hurricanes on Saturday, September 18th, as six point underdogs. The game's point total is set at 54 and a half. Look, we lost our, our backup running back, um, Donald Chaney, right? He had an E injury. I think it's an ACL. We lost our starting linebacker, Keontra Smith, who's a beast, right? One of the best tacklers that we do have, who's effective at tackling, right? He's out for a couple of, up to like six weeks. They said probably after the bye week. With a with a lower leg injury is what they called it, um, but we're 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 spread thin. I, I don't see how, bar a change in attitude and confidence, something significant really sparking the Canes to put up a crazy performance where they put up forty points, thirty five points. Because right now I don't see it happening. Dog. I don't see it happening. And and I'm a you know this dog. I'm diehard UM dog. But I'm going to be real. When the team's not it, and I don't see it being it, it ain't it, dog. You know? And it's hard to look at Derek King and, and judge him and say, damn, cuz you should be doing better when he's looking around like, I doing, got no help. I'm doing everything. I'm by so myself. <laughs> whatever you want, go somewhere else with it. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like, what else do you want me to do? That and, sucks for him. And that just sucks, bro, because on paper, they look really good. A bunch of four-star recruits, a couple of five-star recruits. Real solid three recruits. And and maybe that's something that 
that's lacking, right? We're, 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 we're too focused on a five-star, getting a four-star, getting a five-star. Instead of getting people who fit our program, fit our offense, fit the type of defense we want to run. You get what I'm saying? And something that I heard today as well was like the coach. Maybe the coach isn't it because he's too involved. You're talking in, about Manny Diaz? In being. You just heard that today? I'm just saying. Are you like, sure you didn't hear that last episode when no, I said no, no. it? No, no, no. Let me get to my point. Meaning they should replace Manny Diaz with a professional coach, an NFL-type caliber coach, meaning somebody and who's do what, had. What do you do with Manny? I, you fire, I mean, you fire Manny, dog, because here's the thing. Do you think he goes back to being just a defensive coordinator? No, you can't do that. Once he gets a taste, he wants to be a head coach somewhere else. Yeah, you got to go somewhere else. You got to go somewhere else. Yeah. And, 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 and look whoever to you point, bring in as a head coach wants their own guys, too. Always, always, that. always. So, but I said it last week, man. Maybe it's Manny Diaz that's not getting it done. He's not getting these, you know, getting it done with these group of guys. I think I... Focusing it, on the wrong thing. It's starting you know, doing to look... too much. I'll tell you what. It's starting to look like that. It's starting to look like that. I don't know if it is 100% yet, but it is starting to look like that. Because two weeks in, we haven't seen anything positive that we can look forward to that's offensive, Right. Nothing at all. On the defense, yeah, there are things that you can point to and be like, yeah, you know, the defense has talent. They do their thing, and they really help yeah. the team win. 100%. Right? If, if, if the defense was doing its thing and, you know, holding down the points and the yards and the passing right. yards and all that stuff, and then it's the offense that just can't generate it because of the receivers or the running back, but the Eric King is good, it's like, all right, you know, hey, at least Manny, you know, he's working with what he's got. You know, the defense is good, though. That's where he's really good. But ta- missed tackle after missed tackle, like letting teams score points on us, you know, and, and run up the score. I mean. It could be something as simple like – like they were saying, you know, where they're missing the opportunities and it's the playmakers, not necessarily the Eric King, right? It's the playmakers because against App State, we were in the red zone five times. We only walked away with 20 points. So we left 15 points out there that we could have scored, should have scored probably, right? Because we're that good. We have that talent. We should be able to do this. Look at our quarterback. We should be able to do this. And it's just for whatever reason not happening. And not for nothing, but... Manny Diaz and company are going to have to really turn around the ship in order to get, A, the fans behind them, right, 100% behind them. He's going to have to put in performances where the team performs to the standard that we're held, that we're accustomed to. And if he doesn't do that, sorry for you, bro. Sorry for you, bro. But I, I need to see this team win. We're in a big conference. We're a big name. We're a big program. We have a lot of pride. Yeah. Like, we can't be in mediocre shit. The Canes have not been relevant in a long time. Just, I mean, the fan base is, is tried and true. You know, the program. We're here it, for it's it. It's there. It's the decorated program. But, you know, it's it's like we we need to do something. We need to be relevant again. We need to be in contention again. You know, somewhere in that college football playoff, at least, you know, getting the, even the system screwing us over from a spot in the college football playoff. You know what I mean? Like, we need to be in that. We're not even in that conversation. We're not. We're so we're far from that, from being able to compete with these other schools. I, I, UCF, stand up right here, 2-0, and baby. I hear you, dog. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to UCF. I'm going to say right now, dog, you said that UM won't be the top 25 team. I'm going to say UCF will beat UM right now. Probably. Like, at this week, probably. Now, thankfully, the Kings have this Saturday to change my mind, right? They have this Saturday to change my mind, but... You already said it, though, man. It's a tough task. It's a tough it's task. It's not an easy one. It's not going to be easy. Now... Again, I'm expecting them to prove me wrong, right? I'm expecting them to prove me wrong. Wishful thinking. But it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if it proved me right. Because then maybe it goes back to what I was talking about, where it's like, all right, yeah, maybe Manny isn't for the job. A lot of people were saying, oh, we should have took Mario Cristobal instead of Manny. (laughs) You know, somebody was like, we got the wrong Cuban. I was like, holy shit, that's funny. But it makes me feel like college coaches haven't worked. We tried a bunch, right? We tried Rick. We tried uh, who was the guy before him. Um, well, my point being, like, whenever the U was good, it was like an NFL caliber coach at the helm, right? Jimmy Johnson, Bush Davis, you know, even even Coker. He wasn't an NFL co- type level coach, but he had that program that was handed to him with that type of talent already ready to go. So he was able to win with that. That's what we need, man. We need a coach who's gonna be relevant, who's gonna be experienced. And all about fucking winning. All about winning. All about winning. We need to win. UM needs to win. Because I remember when we jumped into the ACC. 
because we were in the Big East for a long time, and we dominated the Big East, right? And we were playing, like, Connecticut and Pittsburgh and all these teams, right, which was super cool back then. Big East basketball was the shit. You know, Syracuse, watching Melo. Um, but when we jumped to the ACC, it was like, oh, we're going to dominate this ACC. Who's in here? Clemson? Who's in? Who else is in here? Oh, NC We're going to dominate. Duke is in here? Oh, man, this shit's a wrap. And look, Nothing. Nothing. Nothing to show for it in the ACC. Yeah. Not anymore, at least. Ah, it's just we have not nothing. Not lately. Not nothing. Nothing. And that's that should be, like, the minimal standard. We're minimally the best team in the AACC. The AAC or no, no, the ACC? ACC. <laughs> ACC. Where we're battling with a Clemson, an FSU, right, for that top spot. That's what that's what we Did should. You just say FSU. Yeah, and even look because they're, they're FSU two, is, that, is right? doing worse than us. They're We're doing bad, right and they're doing worse. Those guys, I feel bad for them. <laughs> you know what I mean? But hey, you guys deal with it on your own. We got yeah. our own problems over here, you know. But that's that's how that should be the expectation at the very least. Dominate the ACC, and we don't even have that. Talk. Nah, man, shit sucks. But um, we play Michigan State this Saturday, dog. At home, another home game. <sighs> I I want to say the Hurricanes win and shut me up and finally put up a worthy performance. I got them winning 35-21. Ooh. Yeah, we're not going to stop these guys I don't know, scoring. Doug. I don't know about all that. If they do win, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say the Hurricanes. God, he's like, I don't know, man. Honestly, you know what, bro? I'm not. Uh, I'm gonna, You're I'm not going to do it? I think the Canes are going to lose this game, brother. I'm sorry to say that. Based on <laughs> keep the it facts, real or keep it dope. Based on the facts that you just presented to me, bro, yeah, I, man. Feel like, I feel like Michigan State is going to win 31-17. Saturday, 12 p.m., ABC. Well, no. Well, no. It might well, even no. be 41-17, bro. Jeez. Bro. Nah, I don't think it'll get that ugly. But if it does get that ugly. Nah, it's going to be terrible. Terrible. Just know that I'm coming in that Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> On fire, okay? On fire, don't even ask me how I'm doing. On fire. And I'm coming back hungover as shit. Because now we be in Vegas this week. That's right. That shit will be raw, though. Place a couple bets. I'll play some bets on the Dolphins. I won't place bets on the Hurricanes. Your boy clean them up. You know, but I I know there's a hot team right now that I should be betting on across the pond, dog. And I need you to put me on. Put your money on the blues, Papo. Hit my theme song. The best team in Europe. Okay? On fire. The best team in Europe. I want everybody to know that. This is what we rep right here. This batch. Okay? <laughs> we should have the backdrop right here. Right here. I'll, no, put, well, I'll superimpose that yeah, shit. Yeah, I got you, dog. Um, nah, realistically, dog, it's it's great to be a Chelsea fan right now because all we do is fucking win, dog. And if we and, and at the very worst, we tie. Even when we tie, we felt like we, we should have won that game, you know? But... They just keep it rolling, dog. You know, an easy 3-0 win over the weekend against Aston Villa. Um, And that team last year gave us tons of trouble, beat us once, kicked our ass in our home, like, stadium and shit. So it it was like almost like a revenge type game, you know. And more importantly for Lukaku, man, he got to score his first goal at Stanford Bridge. He had never scored an official, like, EPL go at Stanford Bridge and nice man. He was able to break the duck and and get that ball rolling, which is awesome. Lukaku, Lukaku, man, bro, and it's so crazy how much they sing what that guy's name. name what a name! They sing that guy's name like all game long. It's, I don't know how they don't get tired. Hey, bro, when he's no, uh, it's beer. It's beer. <laughs> That's yeah, the answer. <laughs> that keeps it going, and it's a lot of the diaphragm too. You can't go from you know the voice box. You got to right, Lukaku, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> And um, and even in that game, Chelsea showed a lot of heart because, in, in like I said before, bro, in years past, they would let a goal go in and, like, maybe, like, lose focus defensively. But this team is just so defensively sound that it's almost you got to get lucky to score against Chelsea. Dog. We have to give it to you. You're not going to just be able to take it. Um, and that allows us just to be so free on the offensive side of the ball whenever we do have it and we saw it bro we had a bunch of 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 opportunities where we could have pushed shots on goal and stuff like that and and in this game they pressured us a lot they were really forcing the issue trying to make us lose the ball and 
they even had the most shots that they've ever had on in a game against us. They ended up having like 16 shots and maybe like seven on on goal, um, where they probably felt they should have got one or or two in. But when you have the best goalie in the world, which is Edward Mendy, those type of goals don't go in. Those type of shots don't even worry you because not once did I feel during the game where I was like, oh shit, this guy really really saved us. It was more like a oh yeah, I I expect him to stop this shot. This is the level that this guy's playing at yeah, right so now. Yeah, it's like clockwork for him, Bruh, This guy's just amazing. And even in, in in that game, dog, like when when the defense did happen to have a breakdown, right? Because it's going to happen. Nobody has perfect games, right? Um, he stepped up. He's confident enough to know that he's that guy, and he played like it. And I really feel like that's what's making the difference for Chelsea against. You know, to separate them from other teams like a like a Manchester United, who yeah, they're winning games and they're scoring goals, but they're also getting goals scored against them. You know what I mean? And City, that's a really hard team to beat because it's really hard to score on them. So, and that's pretty much the aspect of that game. Like, if I can keep you from scoring, I bang it in one time. Like, that's enough. You know what I mean? And we saw that against Liverpool; they struggled to score against us, and when we had a man down that game. So for Chelsea, their defense being the best that it is right now, it's it's like that's what their bread and butter is, defense. And then on top of that, now we have Lukaku who's just able to score goals whenever he gets an opportunity, even if it's just one opportunity in the game. He's going to put it in the back of the net. And he's on fire, bro. He's literally on fire. He scored two goals at the weekend against Villa, like I said. Kovacic had the other goal where he was able to sneak one on the bad pass and put it away to get the keeper. And then today in the Champions League game that we had against Zenit at home, um, Azzy Laporta puts in a beautiful cross from the right side, and guess who's there to head it home? Lukaku. Lukaku. <laughs> this guy just finds a way to score, and dog. let them sing. And let them sing, you know. And he really enjoys. How many games has he, has he been back now? Officially, like, one, two, three, four games. He's played four games, and he has four goals in that's, those. Or, or, like, six goals in those games. That's nuts. That's production, bro. Production that we didn't get last year that made a lot of difference in us tying or losing games. Yeah, and now like having, we're winning a, having to like work extra hard and like Correct. defense and other facets and stuff. Like when you can score like that, now it's now you got them on their heels. Yep, you know what I mean. So now the defense, it's like you're not scrambling so much. Correct. You get to get set and you have a little bit of cushion and you get to tighten up here and there and 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 that's what that's what that allows, man. Confidence, 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 dog. You know what I mean? Like when you know that your guy is going to score goals, you're like, oh, I could stop this chance and stop him from scoring. And I know that that's probably going to be enough for us to win the game. And it was. And Zenit, for all their, you know, respect and all that, they played a game, but I never felt like super threatened by them, except for one time where it was like, oh, man, they kind of got close. But then guess who was there? Mendy. To make the stop and like just make it so nonchalant and make it like, hey, guys, relax. I'm here. I got it. You know? That guy makes a huge difference from us, and bro, I don't. I, I was telling my coworker today. Um, shout out my dog Renee. Uh, there's no, there's no team that I think really matches up on every single level with Chelsea. Yeah, there's other teams that probably oh. have better talent. <laughs> That's what I'm looking at right now is the standings. I wanted to ask you that. Go ahead, because we got. It's, I got first. It says Man U. Correct They're, on the goal differential. Correct, and uh, the goal differential is what eleven, and then to Chelsea's nine. I think that's yeah, how I'm yeah. reading that correctly. Yeah. But anyway, so you got Man U and then Chelsea, and then right after that, Liverpool. Right. Right. Everton, and then sitting up right outside of that is Man City. Right. So you know, looking Everton at those five right. teams, I mean, obviously the win against Liverpool. So right. like we can say like oh, we tied, we tied against Liverpool. It's like a win though, you but know it is mean? like a win. So it's like you know, we all right, we, can, we know down, we can dog. take them. Right. We know we can take them. Absolutely, we right? would have beat them. So then that, that leaves Man U and Everton out there, and Man City. We got to put right. respect on Man City too. No, I don't I zero respect to Everton because they ain't that guy. Why? Why are they for? Why are they there? Is because early, they, yeah, early just early matchups. You know, you play a bad team and you get those like early draw, points. They'll be out of there soon. They'll be out of there soon. So you're you know not worried about them? Hell no. I worry about Manchester City. That to me is the one team that is just as mm-hmm. deadly, if not more deadly than Chelsea. Mm. You know, because honestly, bro, right now Chelsea, you look at goalies, right? They have two. They have obvious, in my opinion, the best goal in the world right now, which is Mendy, and they have a really good backup in. Um, Kepa, right? So off rip, we have really good goalie. A lot of the other teams don't have that that depth where their second goalie is really just as good or should be a first goalie anywhere else. Right. Then we go into the defense. Tons of experience, tons of youth, tons of playmakers, tons of formations we can play, tons of uh uh what a, what's the word I'm looking for? Um 
like when you're able to do so many things, like not not Vers- versatility, versatility, tons of versatility in the back, right? So you can put in whoever at any spot and do they can do multiple things, and like it'll be the same player. Be the same. The defense will still be as good. Everybody knows their job and what they got to do when they're in that position. Then you go into the midfield, right, where you have probably the world's best defensive midfield in Conte. Then you add the Euro, uh, Europa Player of the Year in Jorginho. And then you add backup of Saul, and then another backup of Kovacic, and then another backup of Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Now you just have depth in a position. Now you go to the forwards. Kai Havertz is there. Christian Pulisic is there. Mason Mount is there. Pulisic's injured right now, though. He's injured, right? Right. But still, you have him there. You have Callum Hudson Doyd up there. You have Lukaku. You have Timo Werner. Like Timo, you know what I mean? Like all these things at your disposal. Where it's like, yeah, bro, at any game I can line up and play a game on Sunday, play a game on Thursday, and I'm good. And that's exactly what's happening to them now. They played today, have another game on Sunday against Tottenham, right? So it's a short turnaround. And then after that game on Tottenham, we play another League Cup game on Wednesday against Aston Villa again. So we play the same team twice in like a matter of 10 days. So that's how busy the schedule is getting. But when you have that depth, that's what allows you to be good on a different level because you're winning and you're continuing to win because even the guys that you're replacing are good enough to be starters yeah and once you got that going and a rotation like that papa you're hard to beat look man yeah be- at that point it becomes a well-oiled machine that just no matter it's plug and play it's like a system you just you have the the pieces that can execute properly at that level and then you just plug and play you know and it's not a matter of like oh it's he stepped up because he was injured it was like no he stepped up because it was his turn to step up like it was, he was gonna get to play this time well, he was he dying what the to get that was. opportunity yeah so it's like a, and then the, the starters are like i'm gonna start it for a reason so then they're playing at their level so it just kind of promotes that competitive camaraderie but at the same time it's like they're they're just all in sync Absolutely. You know this is with each other. Yeah, it's a good team. It's a really, really good team. And all the credit has to go to Tom Stuckel because we've talked about it plenty of times where he, we're like, damn, dog, this guy's really had an immediate impact on, on the attitude and the confidence that the team is playing, how they, how they practice, how they you know go about their business. It's, it's huge, the impact that he's had. And what's crazy is that ever since he came in charge, bro, we've only given up like 14 goals total. Like, in total, across all competitions, like, and we played Champions League, we went deep into Champions League, we d- deep into the EPL, like... I mean, that should be the case when you got the best goalie in the world. But that's what I'm saying, though. You know what I mean? Like, he's the one who, who put it all together, and it just so happened to come together under him. And a big shout-out to him, bro, because, I, like I said, I, I feel like he deserves that respect and deserves that praise. Because ever since he came in, this Chelsea team has really been extremely difficult to beat extremely difficult to beat and i don't see us losing many games this year bro it's gonna be like i said teams like manchester united yeah you're gonna be able to get one on us maybe what happens if you don't we know that we can get one on you because you've shown that other teams can score on you which are less inferior opponents than what we're bringing to the table so we're not scared of playing you guys we're not playing scared of playing of liverpool when we went to your home stadium went up first and then the only reason why you tied the game is because you got a penalty and my guy got kicked out of the game. And even then, with 10 men, you still couldn't score. And I almost scored on you twice. Come on, dog. Huge. That's huge. You know what I mean? Like, Chelsea's going to be that team this year that is like, fuck, I don't want to play these guys. I don't want to play these guys. I became a fan at the right time. Perfect baby. time, dog. What a champ, champ, champ you are. I dog. can't wait. So, yeah, man, Sunday. I'll be watching. Todd Ham, some in the. Some, so it was a good weekend, weekend, man. It, it was, was a great weekend. weekend. We're the winners, Dolphins baby. Won, right? The Dolphins won. All three of our division yeah. rivals all lost their home openers. Woo. We're first in the division. Hurricanes got away with an ugly one after that bounce back against that ugly loss against Bama. So one Woo. and one. My my UCF Knights two and zero oh right now. Let's go. Chelsea is is rolling. I mean, what what more could you ask for? I mean, dog. All we can ask for is somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody. Right. How dope we are. You know what I'm saying? Because right now, Miami sports, especially the teams that Sports with Soso is following, are on fire. We got picks, man. And if Lock you it mean, up. You know what I'm saying? Like, Lock we, it up. We're here to make you money indirectly because I just gave you a winner last week. I'm going to give you another winner this week because I'm pretty sure Buffalo is favored in this game. Uh, yeah, I haven't even looked at right? that. I, I, I think going. I saw it like at number six, but we already know, we know what's yeah, up. Yeah, we know man. they're going to be favored, man. We know what's up, dog. We know what's they up. Had, they, had, they had the Patriots favored against us. I mean, come on now. Losers. Ah, 
losers. They better give us some respect. I'm not saying. All I'm saying is that they better give us some respect. And Dolphins, they're the toast of the town right now, dog. Toast of the town. Toast of the town. Because I really feel like they got the city behind them. Everybody's so intrigued to see, like, what's going on with them that they're, 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 it almost feels like they were playing with Dan Marino, dog. It's kind of strange. Yeah, bro. Everybody's talking I mean, Dolphins he, might, he was there at the stadium probably, but, you know. He, he was hyped about the win, too, as a matter of fact. I saw him watching with Coach Flo and fucking Steven Ross after the game, and I was like, what the hell are they doing down there? But that's how invested they are, bro. Yeah. That's how invested they are, and that's how invested we are, dog. That's it. We're going to be here every week, baby. We started off with week one already. Clock gave predictions. Clock gave work. you a little recap, and hopefully we got a lot more uh, more wins to, to recap. In yes, this sir. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's start uh, let's wrap this our up, way on out of here. Huh? Let's wrap this up, dog. This was a dope episode. Uh, it was a fun episode because we talked about winning. Nobody took real L's, so always good for that. Yes, sir. And like I said earlier, man, the only thing we ask you to do is follow us on social media and tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell another friend. To tell one more friend. To tell one more friend about how amazing this podcast is. I'm telling you guys, if you find another podcast that gives you this much Miami sports and this much national sports, Please drop them in my comments because I doubt they got what we got going on, all right? And, and we're going to keep it home team. And let us know what you guys think, man. If you got any takes on anything we talk about here, slide into the DMs on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, whatever it is. Let us know what you think, man, and we'll, we'll go back and forth. So You never know. You might make it on the show. And when you're there, hit that subscribe and follow button, too, please. It helps. Facts. Facts. So. And until next time, y'all. Peace. peace.